0: Thank you so much for joining us today for the NCC More podcast. This is the podcast where we're trying to just add a little bit more value and a little more substance from Sunday's message. And as you know, we've been in a series entitled Living Holy. Living Holy, not H-O-L-Y, but W-H-O-L-L-Y. How do we live whole and complete? And as we've gone through this series, we've gone on a journey. And that journey, we started with talking about how do you live whole in your spirit? How do you live whole in your mind? How do you live whole in your emotions? How do you live whole physically and relationally? And uh, whenever we start uh, this series, we we started by talking about uh, living whole in your spirit because that creates the foundation that you build everything else from you see if you if you build uh, uh or if you live holy rather in your mind and your emotions and all these areas but you don't live whole in your spirit then you are building on a faulty foundation so we got to make sure we set the foundation strong and that we are living whole in our spirit that we are born again that our heart is is submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And whenever we live whole spiritually, what that begins to do is that begins to that begins the process of renewing our mind. That's what the apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, and he said, "Don't conform to the way of the world, but be transformed by allowing God to change the way." you think. And so when our spirit is made whole, that begins the journey and the process of our mind being made whole. And as our thinking begins to change, our thinking plays a major role in our feelings. Our thinking plays a major role in our feelings. So many times people get in their feels, but they don't know how they got there. And so many times the way that we get into our emotions is through the thoughts that are in our mind. And, um, and and many times we neglect what we think about and then we have these feelings and And these feelings are are overwhelming, these feelings of stress, anxiety, and we don't realize that our thoughts is what opened the door to these feelings. So the cure for our emotions and our feelings is actually changing the way that we think. So you see God's pattern here of renewing your spirit and then of transforming your mind because a transformed mind is going to help transform your emotions. And so we talked ab- uh, talked a little bit about those emotions a couple weeks ago on Sunday and what you need to do in order to uh, help yourself live whole in your emotions. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about living whole physically. Um, and, and we have to remember that we are three parts. As human beings, we are three parts. We are spirit, we are soul and we are body. We are spirit, soul, and body. And our physical body impacts our spirit and our soul, and our spirit and our soul impacts our physical body. And so we have to understand they, they are all connected. They're all working together either for good or they're working against one another for our harm. And so if if they're all connected, we need to make sure that we're doing the correct things to take care of our physical body because that's going to help us take better care of our spirit and our soul. So we need to make sure that we are drinking the right things and eating the right things and getting the proper rest and stretching and exercising, that we're doing these things because we know that our spirit and soul is going to be impacted by our physical body and vice versa. You see, you have to take care of your spirit because if, you, if you're if you not feeding your spirit the right things and, and you're not feeding your soul the right things, remember our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. So if I'm letting my mind run wild, I'm letting my, my emotions run wild, I'm not bringing them under control and my spirit is being deprived, then, then so many times I, I'm going to feel uh, depressed. I'm going to feel hopeless. And when I have those feelings, now all of a sudden my physical body, I'm not going to eat the right things. I mean, how many people get depressed and they say, man, I would really love some carrots and broccoli right now. No, we get depressed. And what do we want? We want the ice cream. We want the Oreos. We want the bad food. And, and because it's all working together. So if I'm going to take care of my physical body, I need to take care of my spirit and my soul. If I'm going to take care of my spirit and my soul, then I need to be taking care of my physical body. They are all working together. And then this past Sunday, we continued on this journey of living holy, and we started talking about how do we live whole in our relationships. Living whole with others, living in healthy relationships with others, always begins in you living with a healthy relationship with yourself. So many times our relationships with family and friends suffer because the relationship with ourselves is not good. Even Jesus said, you love your neighbor as you love yourself. And too many times when we don't appropriately and properly love ourselves, then we cannot love the other people in our lives. And so relationships always start with us. And we kind of went through uh, three points about relationships. I want to work our way through them, just giving you a little bit of uh, more material and a different perspective on some of these points that we talked about on Sunday. And that is how do we how do we how, how do we create these relationships, these healthy relationships? Number one is that you have to form them. You have to form them. Uh, so many times we accept relationships instead of assembling relationships. As I said, Sunday, we just fall into, we fall into the relationships. We don't form the relationships. And so we just accept it. We we just accept the friends that we have. We just accept the relationships that we have with our family. We just accept the relationship that we have with our spouse. And we don't realize that we can assemble a new relationship. Here's the thing that we know about assembling is assembling is hard work. Assembling can be challenging. If you have ever put together a playhouse for your children, you know that assembling can be difficult. It is harder than we think it is going to be. It takes more time than we thought it was going to take. But it sure beats just accepting the relationships in our lives. We need to do the work of assembling those relationships. And, and we need to create the culture. And whenever I talk about creating culture, we're really creating an environment. Okay? And the environment determines what can and cannot grow. So if I'm trying to grow healthy relationships, I have to create the environment where healthy relationships can grow. It's the beautiful thing about a greenhouse is that you can put a greenhouse in any location around the world and when you control the environment inside the greenhouse, you get to control what grows in the greenhouse. Now, it might not could grow outside of that greenhouse, but in the conditions of the greenhouse, it can grow and thrive and flourish. You see, that's what it's like whenever you create culture. Your culture is the environment. It is the greenhouse. It is the formation. It is you doing Uh, informing what you want to see in your life. And one of the ways that Des and I have done that is through something that we call our house habits. Now here at North Point, we have 12 house habits and uh, we talk about them often, but those house habits were not something that we just came up with or created for North Point Community Church. These were the house habits that destiny and i had built our home on and so they are the they are the priorities they are the practices that we put in place to create the family the home that we want to have and and so we have to realize that that we get to form that it's not that we're just falling into it. No, no, no. You have to assemble it. Don't just accept it. Take the responsibility of forming it. And, and you can form it with things like your house habits. Be intentional about creating that environment so that what you want to grow can grow and thrive and flourish. Now, here's the second thing, and that is focus. Okay, if you form it, then you're going to have to focus On it. Without focus, we tend to drift, and I've never found anybody that drifted towards the best version of themselves. I've never found anybody that just drifted into being a great husband and a great father. I've never met anybody that just drifted into being a fantastic businesswoman. Uh, I've never met anybody that just drifted into success. No, you don't drift to success. You drive yourself to success. And the only way that you do that is through focus. And I think sometimes people underestimate the amount of focus that it takes to have great relationships. They think, okay, well, if, if I form it in the beginning, then the relationship is going to take care of itself. And people underestimate the amount of focus. And when we underestimate the amount of focus that it takes to have great relationships, we will eventually be frustrated by those relationships. You see, once you once you make the relationship, once you engage in the relationship, you have to maintain that relationship. You have to focus on that relationship. You have to continue to invest in that relationship. You have to continue to sow good seeds in that relationship. You have to continue to change the relationship. Why? Because people are changing. And if people are changing, then the relationship is going to have to continue to change. And sometimes if we lose focus, although we formed it in the beginning... It drifts someplace that we no longer know how to communicate. We no longer know how to engage with one another. We no longer know how to make this work. And the the reason we got there is because we lost focus. We lost focus. We thought forming the relationship was enough. Forming the relationship is not enough. You have to focus on the relationship. And here's the last thing that we talked about, and that is we must forgive we must forgive. You have to form the relationships you want. You have to focus on those relationships that you formed, and then you must forgive. Now, here's just the the hard, brutal truth of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is not about the decision that somebody else made to offend me or to violate me. It's my choice about moving forward in my life. And here's what I would tell you about forgiveness. Make up your mind now that you will be a person that forgives. You can't miss this. You have to make up your mind right now that you will be a person that forgives. You cannot decide in the moment, am I going to forgive this person? You cannot decide after you are hurt, after you are offended, what is my response going to be. You need to make up your mind right now that I will always choose forgiveness. No matter how I am betrayed, no matter how I am stabbed in the back, no matter if I am forgotten, no matter what happens, I am a person that forgives. You see, God didn't tell us to forgive others to make our life harder. He told us to forgive others to make our life better. He didn't. He didn't say, "I want you to forgive those who wrong you so that He can really make life more difficult for us." No, no, no. That's not what God was doing. God knew the consequences of unforgiveness in our lives. He knew what unforgiveness would do. He knew that it would turn into bitterness. He knew that it would turn into resentment. He knew that it would turn into hatred and anger. He knew that it would turn into unhealthy things. And God created us to live holy. He created us to live the abundant life. And unforgiveness will keep us from living the life that God created us to live. So God says, no, I want you to forgive because I want your life to be better." than you thought it could be, and that happens through forgiveness. You see, relationships will never exceed our ability to constantly forgive. Our relationships will never exceed our ability to constantly and consistently forgive. We must make up our mind. We are the type of people that forgive. Regardless of what happens, I will forgive. Why? Why? Because it is a choice. It is a choice. And guess what? It is my choice. It is my choice. And I refuse to live with somebody else having power over my future, having power over my joy, having power over my peace, having power over my life. I refuse. I will not allow people to have that power. I Well, I will have the power over my life, over my future, over my peace, over my joy. So I choose to let people go, to let the offense go, to let that moment go. I choose to forgive because it is my choice. And it is critical if I want to live holy. If I want to live holy, I must be willing to forgive. And that's the goal. That's the goal for each and every one of us, that we want to live holy. We want to live holy. We want our life to be whole and complete. We want that abundant life that Jesus came for us to have. And so uh, I want to just say thank you for joining us for the NCC More podcast. I want to thank you for going on this journey of wholeness with us. We as a church are becoming whole in our spirit, in our mind, in our emotions, in our physical bodies, in our relationships. And this week we're going to be talking about how do we live whole in our finances as we wrap this series up. It it has been an amazing, uh, amazing series. I hope that it's blessed your life. And if you have missed any of them, I really encourage you, go back and listen to those messages because they all connect the dots. They are not standalone. They fit so beautifully together. So make sure you go back, listen to the message that you've missed and, and, and connect the dots because I believe as we put all of these things into place, we can be the people that God created us to be. Thank you once again for joining us, and we will see you soon. God bless.